Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. This week, if you're listening in real time, is OCD Awareness Week. And it's really an important week because OCD is not understood by so many people. And it's one of my passions because I see so many kids with OCD who didn't realize they had OCD. Their parents didn't realize they had OCD. They suffered for years because people just don't get OCD symptoms. So spreading the knowledge, spreading the awareness, spreading your own story is going to be really important this week. So the International OCD Foundation is doing a lot of awareness work this week. And one of them is to share your story and you can use the hashtag real OCD and share your story. And I did make a video that I uploaded to share my story of what I want people to know about OCD, but this is my podcast version of my hashtag real OCD and what I want you to know about OCD. So I have three things that I want you to know about OCD. And for those of you that have people in your world that don't understand OCD, this is something that you can share with them. Although this is about parenting a child with OCD. So maybe if you have a partner um, or someone who doesn't completely get OCD, this is something you can share with them. Also, you can go on my Facebook page and I will be promoting a lot of information about kind of breaking the myths of OCD all this week. So OCD week runs this entire week, and this is just Tuesday. So you can go to my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash anxious toddlers. And I have a video that helps educate people on OCD. And I'm going to have memes and things that I'm going to be sharing throughout the week and articles throughout the week on how to educate people further. And you'll see my video, my hashtag real OCD video. Um, and when you're sharing all of these things, don't forget to use the hashtag OCD week as well, because people who are looking for this material and this information and these resources will be able to find it through those hashtags. Okay. So this podcast is sponsored by my online class, how to parent kids with OCD. And I have a free mini version of my class and I want to share it with you. And those of you who don't understand OCD or have people who don't understand OCD because understanding OCD is one of the biggest elements of teaching your kids how to beat OCD. Cause if you don't understand it, your child's not going to understand it. You're going to miss a whole bunch. And I'm going to get into that in the podcast today, but if you want to enroll in my free online class, their video lessons, it's actually the first part of my nine part series in my online class how to parent kids with OCD. So you're basically getting the first part of that class for free and you can text 44222 and just text free OCD class. And I will send you a link right there in your text and you can click on it and enroll for free and try it out and see if you had a lot of aha moments. And if you want to go further, I get into the nitty gritty about not only how you can help your child with their OCD, but how you can do exposure response prevention at home, which is the key element of helping kids with OCD, your role 
with a child who has OCD and I have worksheets that will kind of follow you through it as well. I like it so much that even when people come into my therapy practice, I give them access to this course so that they can do it to supplement our therapy. So check that out. That's uh, you can text 44222 and you can text free OCD class. I will text you right back and give you the link to enroll. I'll also leave a link in the show notes. And for those of you that are watching somewhere else, you can just check it out in the show notes. Anyway, there's three things I want to highlight about what I want you to know about OCD as a parent. The first is that OCD is often missed and it's missed because we're looking for the typical stereotype of what OCD is. So often when I get a kid that comes to my practice and I, they're so obviously having OCD issues. And I say to the parent, you know, I think we're not dealing with anxiety. I think we're dealing with OCD because they'll often come into my office for anxiety because I am an anxiety and OCD specialist. So they're coming in here for one or the other. And more often than not, they come in for the anxiety because that's what they see on the surface. And then when I say to them, I think you're dealing with OCD, not anxiety. They'll say to me, Oh no, Natasha, he doesn't have OCD. Honestly, have you seen his room? He's a slob. Or, oh, this kid does not have OCD. He'll eat food off the floor. He does not care. Well, yeah, and I don't care either because that doesn't mean a child doesn't have OCD. I mean, I care, but that part is not important because OCD is just about having an obsessive thought or an obsessive image or an obsessive idea in your head that's very upsetting and very distressing and not being able to get it out of your head And, and the end part is very, very key. You have to do something or avoid something to get some brief relief. And that's the compulsion. But when you do it, you wind up growing the OCD bigger. And that's also one of the biggest differences between anxiety and OCD is anxiety. Yeah. You might avoid things. Like if I am socially anxious, I might avoid going out to a party, but with OCD, I'm going to avoid possibly nonsensical things. Um, I might avoid doorknobs. I might avoid the color red. I might avoid the number six, like things that you know are irrational and don't make sense, but you still feel like you have to avoid them. So it is different. And I might have to do stuff. I might have to wash my hands. If I was to talk about the stereotypical compulsion, I might have to tap, you know, and there are a couple of OCD themes that are not really related to an obsessive thought and they have more to do with an obsessive feeling. So we want to cover that as well, because that's something that parents miss. So if I'm having an obsessive thought, feeling, or image that is causing me distress, and then I have to do or avoid something because of that, we are most likely looking at OCD. Now, obviously in this podcast, I'm not here to diagnose. So always, always, always go to your local mental health professional, preferably someone who says they specialize in OCD. If you don't have someone, you can go to iocdf.org forward slash find dash help. That's the International OCD Foundation's resource page and try to find someone who at least is taking the effort to be listed over there. So a lot of kids get their OCD missed and something to look at as a parent is your child typically more often than not, but sometimes not will involve you in their OCD compulsion. And this is missed because I will see a lot of times in my private Facebook group, 
And if you're not in there, you should be because it is a growing, wonderful group. It's over 7,000 people and it's still feels like a very homey, supportive group because everybody is incredibly nice. And anyone who's not nice, um, gets asked to leave because <laughs> I just want an, a zero stress Facebook group. So you can go to my Facebook group and join at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash AT parenting anxious kids and join us there. But a lot of times I will see posts in that group where people will say, Oh, you know, my child just asked the same question over and over again. Or, oh my gosh, my child just needs reassurance nonstop. Or my child asks these silly questions. Is this anxiety? Why are they asking this? And my red flags go up right away. And so I tend to read those threads a little bit closer because those are the ones that get missed by a lot of the parents in there. In the group, there are some incredibly educated, knowledgeable parents and professionals. So I'm not seeing this as much as the group grows bigger. There are a lot of therapists in that group. And there are a lot of parents who are equally as knowledgeable as I am, because I don't think you need to be a professional to be knowledgeable in OCD. So, but when I do see it, I am quick to jump in there and also remind people about OCD. And I'll say, what kind of questions are they asking? Because a lot of reassurance is not really reassurance. It's compulsions, especially if they're asking over and over. So with moral OCD, and I have a whole podcast on moral OCD, um, and you can just search it on my website at anxioustoddlers.com. Just scroll down, go to the search box and hit moral, type in moral, and you'll get all my resources on moral OCD. And kids will feel like they're bad kids. They're normally incredibly good kids. Almost. I don't even say normally they're always really, really good kids, but they feel like they've done something bad. And so they will confess to their parents, mom, you know, a couple of years ago, I think that, you know, I think I took some money from your purse or, you know, mom yesterday, I think I thought I called a girl fat. I don't know if I did, but I think I did. Or mom, I'm sorry, but I think I knocked your purse over. Those are all moral OCD compulsions would be totally missed by most parents if they don't have that on their radar. So pay attention, learn about OCD. So be a student to OCD, because if your child has any symptoms whatsoever, you want to know this beast inside and out. Um, My second point, I have three. My second point is that OCD changes. And this is again, going back to my other point that you need to know all OCD themes. There are so many OCD themes and I go through them in my OCD online class, but you can also read a book on OCD and learn them. Um, I I'm a very organized person (laughs) like mentally. So I think I organize them probably a little bit more succinctly than other resources, just because I need to put things in categories and buckets. And so I talk about, I talk about, um, moral OCD. And I talk about symmetry OCD and I talk about just right OCD. And I talk about contamination OCD and I talk about, uh, sensory motor OCD. And I go through the different OCD themes and the names that I put them You hear my dog. That's my dog. And, uh, I'm not going to edit that out because she's super annoying and she barks all the time. (laughs) So you have to get used to my dog. So you do want to know these OCD themes and you want to know them really well. Sometimes parents will email me and they'll say, Natasha, I really want to take your online 
parenting course on how to parent kids with OCD, but I just want to learn about moral OCD and I really don't want to learn about the other stuff. So is there a way I could just take that one lesson? And I'll say to those parents, oh, you're not getting this. (laughs) You have to know about all OCD themes. You have to know about OCD in general, because it's not like your child has this strand of flu and you only need the cure for that strand of flu. OCD loves to morph and it loves to change. And if you don't have the eye on the ball and you're not aware of how it's morphing and changing, you're going to miss it. And so a lot of times with the kids I work with in my practice, we'll spend all this effort and time working on one of their OCD themes. I kind of call it like an OCD buffet. When people come into my practice, I'll tell kids, look, OCD, it's not like you have a zillion different OCDs. It's like OCD is like a buffet, like a gross buffet that you really don't want to eat at. (laughs) And you have your main dish, which might be, you know, just right OCD. And then you have your side dishes. Maybe you got a little moral OCD, a little bit of harm OCD, but they're all on your plate. And you really want to know about what's at the buffet. What's at the disgusting OCD buffet? (laughs) Because your child could pick up any of those things on the buffet at any time and you don't want to miss it. I'll give you a quick story. I have to hurry because I actually have to go take my son to the dentist. (laughs) And it's hard to fit in everything I need to do in my day, including my podcast. So um, he has OCD issues around disgust and primarily it impacts his eating. So he will be eating something and then his OCD will tell him, ew, this is disgusting, but not like sensory disgusting. It'll be like, ew, this is disgusting. I think you're actually eating plastic or ew, this is disgusting. Remember that cartoon face that you saw? That's actually what you're eating. So it will, it will give him an intrusive thought about his food that will repulse him. And then he won't be able to eat, which was a huge issue. So my eye on the ball was all around food. Whenever he was eating, whenever he was sitting down to eat, that was it because he had no OCD symptoms outside of eating. But because I know all the OCD themes and I'm very aware of what's going on, I, I'm keeping an eye on him. So I watch his behavior closer than I'd watch somebody else's behavior who didn't have OCD. And the other night I was tucking him in and he put some blankets down on his bed and he said he just wanted to make sure I was cozy, but that was weird. That wasn't something he normally did. And like, I was already cozy. I didn't need a blanket on his bed. And he did that for a couple of days. And then I finally called him on it and I said, okay, what's going on with the blanket on your bed? And long story short, because I've told this story before, if you listen to me, he eventually said, mom, um, it's because I don't want you to get pee on you, which is a little bit of harm OCD. Harm OCD centers all around the fear that you're going to get other people sick or you're going to hurt them. And he's never had, he's had a little sprinkle of moral OCD once in a while, but really that's completely not his theme. So if I didn't know what harm OCD was, and I wasn't paying attention, I would have completely missed that. So second point, know that OCD will change and keep an eye on the OCD ball. Third thing, most important thing really, is that I want you to know that OCD is your child's journey, not your journey. And I know if you listen to me a lot, you're like, oh my gosh, Natasha says the same things every time. She says, this is your child's journey. You're the passenger. He's in the driving seat. Yeah, I do say it a lot. And I say it a lot 
because it's so important for you to hear all the time. I say it to myself too, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when my kids are having issues with anxiety or OCD and I'm starting to hyperventilate. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't handle all this. This is too much for me to handle. I remind myself that this is their journey and they're going to have setbacks. They're going to do well. And then they're going to, they're going to relapse and they're going to have bad days, bad weeks, bad months. And I have to look at it and say, what lessons can be learned through this? Because every time my kids hit a struggle, every time I hit a struggle, every time you hit a struggle, we learn from it. And so struggles don't come without gifts. We don't see those gifts in the moment, but they do come with gifts because they come with learning. They come with a new skill. They come with a new aha moment. They come with a, oh my gosh, I'm going to do that better next time. They come with a lesson if we look at it that way. And so it's about perspective. And I look at that with my kids when they're having a hard time. And I say, what can I do to sharpen their skills? You know, how, how can I highlight something that they're doing right in this moment so that next time they hit this bump, they automatically go to that again. And that's a hard perspective. I do not always have that Mary Poppins perspective, but when you can, and if you can try to remind yourself, it's so helpful because ultimately you can't crush your child's OCD for them. They have to do that themselves. And OCD can be crushed. It can't be eliminated because it's a physiological issue, but it can be crushed to the point where it does not destroy your child's life. I strongly believe that. I believe that about anxiety and I believe that with OCD because I've seen that firsthand. With anxiety, I've seen that firsthand with myself. With OCD, I've seen that firsthand with myself. And I've seen that with the kids I work with and I've seen that with my own kids in my own house. I have seen OCD be a monster and destroy people's lives. And I've watched as I've worked with people, I've watched their OCD become minuscule and it is incredibly uplifting and hopeful when you see that drastic change, but it doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen without work. And sometimes people have a long journey with it and some people have a short journey. It just depends on how acute the anxiety or OCD is and the level of work and motivation the person has. So it's a twofer. It just depends on what's going on physiologically and motivationally, but it can happen. And your job as a parent is to provide your child the tools and skills to be able to do this for themselves. And that is your job. And so that's the only job you have. And a lot of parents don't know where to start. They're kind of like, oh my gosh, yeah, I get that. But I don't even know what tools to, to give them. Either your therapist isn't providing them for you because they don't understand OCD, or you can't find a therapist who specializes in OCD and so they don't get it at all, or your child refuses to go to therapy and so you can't even get to a therapist, or you can't afford therapy. Therapy's expensive and it's not always covered by insurance. So there are a lot of barriers. So take my, at least take my free mini online class and get some free information. It's meaty. Even my free mini online class is meaty and it's going to, I guarantee you're going to walk away with some thing that you did not know before. So get that. And then if it jives with you and it speaks to you and you're like, I get this, this is going to really help take my full online class. It will walk you through step-by-step in small little increments, what you need to be doing as a parent to a child with OCD. 
what your role is, step-by-step step what language to use, how you can change your household, um, things that you can do as far as accommodating and not accommodating and where you begin with that. And then I'm going to walk you step-by-step step through ERP, exposure response prevention. You can do it at home. It's not rocket science. You just have to know how to do it. And for those of you that love papers and worksheets, I have all that too, but you don't need to do it. And you take it on your own time. They're video lessons and they're there for a lifetime. So if you're feeling overwhelmed already and you're like, the idea of an online class seems too much, take one lesson a month. They're video lessons. They're 15 minutes or less, super short, but at least you're moving in the right direction. At least you're doing something to impact your child's life because it's not only the therapist's role to give your child skills and tools. It's more importantly, your role because you're there 24 hours a day. You're there seven days a week. You're there in the middle of the night when they're freaking out. You're there when they can't touch something. You're there when they're asking you for reassurance or for you to complete the OCD loop. What are you going to do with that? Have you been prepared? Have you been coached on it? Do you know what skills you're trying to build? Most of you are going to say no. And, and most of the parents I work with, when they come to see me, they say no. And that's not your fault because there's way too much information out there and you don't know where to begin. And a lot of the information that is out there that's not OCD related is bad information. So hopefully you can get some more resources through my free online class and through my podcast and my YouTube videos. I make YouTube videos directly for kids with anxiety and OCD. I shifted my YouTube channel probably about six months ago because parents requested that I make things directly for their kids. And so I thought that makes sense podcasts for you guys, YouTube for the kids. Cause you know, kids love YouTube. We like our podcasts. So check out my YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash anxious toddlers 78. And even though it's all anxious toddlers, that's just the name of my site, but it is for older kids. So don't worry. It's not for toddlers. Um, don't forget to grab the link to enroll in my free mini OCD class online. And again, you can text 44222 and just text me free OCD class and I will shoot you over the link. If you're enjoying my podcast, don't forget to hit a star on iTunes or leave a review. Those re reviews are super helpful to other parents to know that you're getting good information. There's way too many podcasts out there. And so I know when I'm looking for a new podcast, the first thing I do is I check out the reviews. Is this going to be a waste of my time? So share with other people what you're getting from my podcast and give other people support so that they know where to find it. So I hope you find the sparkle in everything you do. Don't forget to share your story. You can send a video. You can go to the International OCD Foundation's website and find out more about what you can do this week at iocdf.org and use the hashtag when you're doing social media posts, hashtag OCD week or real OCD. We can all do our part. I hope you find the sparkle in everything you do. And I will talk to you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more tips and parenting support, visit anxioustoddlers.com.